All right. So welcome new BFFs and returning BFFs to the That's What Friends Do podcast. I'm your BFF, Nina. And I am your BFF, Takara. All right. So we've had fun. We've had so much fun doing this. And just talking about our friendship has been absolutely amazing. So just a quick recap of our previous podcast. And if you haven't checked it out, go back and check it out because it is awesome. It was about a vibe check, right? It's all about the vibe, being friendly. And just know I am a living witness that how your friendship starts doesn't have to be how it's going. So if you don't know what I mean, go back and check that podcast out so you can hear the story of how your BFS, Sakara, and Nina became BFS. That's right. Oh, goodness. Um, so moving on to today, right? Today's episode is called Red Light, Green Light. And it's called Red Light, Green Light because it's kind of one of those, uh, you know, the red flags in relationships and not just, you know, romantic relationships but in friendships so when to stop the red light and when to proceed the green light all right so we're gonna again the the basis of our show we use our our friendship and the things that happen within with our friendship to talk to you about some things that you should know moving forward in friendships so today it's about that red light when the vibe check is deceived Yes. And before we go any further, I have a question for you. Do you feel like there's a yellow light? Is there anything like cautionary or is it just either red or green? Oh my goodness. I don't know. You know, as a mathematician, people like to say, you know, it's always black and white, but I do think there's a gray area. And so since this is a red and green situation, there might be a cautionary situation because maybe you need more information before you decide to go full on red light uh-uh, we done let it go or full on like let's proceed so maybe there is like a little yellow light although my grandfather always taught me when you see the yellow yellow light that mean go okay i just kind of thought about it just now and i'm like well is there something that's a little more cautionary hmm. you know yeah, we have to think about that. I don't know. Maybe at us, we might have to ask you guys. You know, when are you when are you cautious in your relationships, and does that determine does that period of time determine whether you go full on, like I said, red light or green light? Oh, that's good. That's good. All right, I'm gonna let uh, BFF Takara kind of tell the story a little bit about this next situation. We're gonna protect the names here. We're just going to tell you the story about when the vibe check is deceived. Oof, BFS. Yes. Um, those deceived vibe checks, um, it can happen. And for us, it was a situation where our BFF Nina and I were in a situation and um, it was at the workplace And I don't want to get too deep into it, but there were some things going on that weren't, um, how can I say, they weren't really uh, good or they should not have been going on in the workplace, at any workplace. And we befriended a person and we wanted to bring them into our friendship and and 
we wanted to nurture this person because they kept getting so much backlash for some of the things that they were said to have been doing but they were telling us that what was being said about them was not true and that it was false and because we were we felt like we were friends with that person we believed that person we didn't think that person was being deceiving to us only to find out in the end that that person really was doing these things that was being said about them and it could have affected us in the long run and so you know I don't know if people think about it a lot but I feel like maybe we didn't catch on or we didn't think about it as much because it was a friendship I'm thinking I'm not really sure I think that's where I the thought process I was on but I was also thinking like no this person isn't doing that thing like it's there's no way that that person is doing that and so you know we chose to ignore what we heard because we were friends with this person so I don't know if you want to kind of jump in Nina and say anything here yeah um so I knew the person uh prior to uh Sakara coming into the workplace as well and I think like she said that uh, we just we chose to believe the good in the person and they didn't give us any reason to believe that they were you know doing these horrible things in the workplace um like I said I know we can't give like real specific details we're not at liberty to kind of say that but just know that it was something very unprofessional something that should never have ever happened and it like it could have caused us to be questioned and, and I actually was questioned um about it and was trying to say well you're friends with her so why wouldn't you know this is going on and I was like hold on wait a minute that's where my cautionary mm, let me be cautioned am I gonna go full-fledged like green light we friends no she's not doing this or I said no we're gonna stop see let me tell you something I told my boss I said I have no idea about any of those things I just know what I know what happens here and when we're out together none of those things happen so I have no you know bearing on this situation but it was something you guys listen the person was arrested I'm just telling you the person was arrested for what they did so I just want to and that's how we found out <laughs> that that person was telling us a bold-faced lie and and I just oh See, you got to remember this, specifically going out one weekend to make them feel better because we were so concerned that they were being so, you know, harped on at at the workplace. And we were just like, we got to get their spirits up and we need to make sure that they know that they are supported and da 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 da. And I'm like, you really could have got me fired. Like, you really could have got me into car fired because we were trying to be supportive of you because we wanted you to feel that way. And I'm just sitting here, like, hindsight? Hmm. When some of the OG people at the workplace didn't get behind her, I probably should have saw that. And that's, again, ignoring the red flag. Like, people I trusted didn't trust her. But I thought they were just being crazy. Oh, you know what it was? I know exactly what it was. We were the young ones. We were the young ones at our workplace. We were like the youngest ones. And so everyone else is like at least seven to 10 years older than we are. So we kind of like, 
you know, got together, you know, just made it fun. You know, it was, just, it was like, oh, we should, we, we just, like you said, brought her into the fold. We brought this person into the fold because we wanted to be friendly. We want, we love being together as friends. And so why wouldn't we want other people to experience the fun that we have, you know, together? Like, let's make this a group thing. Like, why not? So yeah, that red flag though. Yeah. And that, oh, yes. I don't know. That that actually just oh I, now that I think about it every time I think like oh my gosh something else almost pops out isn't that crazy like hindsight guys BFS I know you hear like have you ever like had a situation happen and then you like think about it years later and you're like you know what that wait a minute I should have recognized but it took like some years or so and I'm just thinking about that now we've never talked about the OG people at our job wanting to you know who didn't get behind her but yet we didn't we didn't even i'm just not thinking about that it's been how many years several but i also think for me i was very new so i wouldn't have per se known the more og people as well so for me it was more of you know if you're singled out as a person and you keep being singled out or you kind of isolated and people keep saying things about you and you're telling other people that it's not true probably because in your mind if you're telling other people it's not true you know it's happening but in your mind it's not happening and so I'm almost wondering like I didn't know the other people to really be like oh maybe we shouldn't be getting behind this person it was all about trying to make that person feel good and welcomed into a particular circle even though the person wasn't welcome in the other circles around the workplace and so I think for me that's what makes it a whole lot different and I don't think I knew her as well either at first so I almost think I didn't even know to have a yellow light or a red light because there was nothing that the person had ever done before to make me question anything so I just kind of went along with it and kept going right you go along and, and, and I'm the same way like I had known that person and there was nothing that made me think that they would do anything to be arrested for you know like I like I, I my mind wouldn't go there and it's like I don't automatically think that you're gonna do something illegal you know I just don't tend to do that when I see people like you look like a criminal like I just I, I don't I don't tend to do that and I don't think anyone tends to do that so for it to have happened it really shook me a little bit like am I like that naive or something or was this just was this person just that deceptive because I also beat myself up a little bit because you know I thought because I did know the person and I'm vouched for this person with you and and if we could have both ended up in a really bad situation and we didn't thank God <laughs> we didn't end up but it's like I beat myself up a little bit I was like oh my god I could have got the car fired and it would have been my fault because she trusted me and I trusted this person and I like for a moment I had to get over that and and really think about the fact that no you it's not your fault you just chose to trust someone who wasn't trustworthy and it's not like they showed their hand they were sneaking the grass and sometimes when you're walking and you that's why they tell you to keep the grass cut low 
because you you're not gonna be able to see snakes crawling in the grass if your grass is too high. And that's exactly my the grass was too high. I went, oh my head, I didn't see the snake in that person. Yeah, and you know, I don't I never did um at all fault you or feel like it was your fault because because you um believed that person or you felt some kind of way. I mean, that person had never given you any indication that they should not be trusted and the friendship that you had was kind of the same way as friendship as she and I had so whatever it was that you were seeing I probably should have been able to see as well um and I didn't see it either so I don't feel like it was that person's fault because that person was the person that was doing the wrong but turning around and telling us that they weren't doing what it was that they were you know was say were saying to be done so you know i don't think it was either of our faults that's good to know thank you bff to card it makes me feel so much better you see how this show can be so healing sometimes yeah because i don't think i ever told you that though i never told you that i felt a little guilty about no. that and and, and I'm just that just makes me feel a lot better about our relationship to know that you didn't fault that fault me for that. And I should know that you didn't fault me for that because you're still friends with me. <laughs> no, no, no. I never, I never once thought. Oh well, I if I would have faulted you, I would have faulted you if you knew, and right. you can't. Okay. But you didn't know. I had no idea. So I mean, how can <laughs> how can I be upset or blame you for something you didn't know about either? I didn't know about it, and you didn't know about it. So we, I, I can't be mad at something that you didn't even know about. Oh, that's so awesome! BFFs out there, listen, um, deception is real, and we know we see it in you know we we kind of look for it in, in romantic relationships, but it's it's harder sometimes in friendships because you tend to want to just trust them because you want that connection with that person and it's something that you can always have I enjoy having my BFFs like listen I don't I can't imagine my life right now without my BFFs Takara and now I can't imagine my life without all of you my new BFFs <laughs> to talk to and to have these awesome conversations about relationships with um and I think that leads us into our first break really quickly because I was a little heavy but uh <laughs> you guys know <laughs> that's a little heavy but you guys know we've been talking about the pandemic you university i called it well we called it pandemic university because through the throughout the pandemic we've been learning some things and that's awesome and i hope you have too uh last week if you didn't listen to it go back and hear it but we uh, quickly it was about having that side hustle but then uh this week we were talking about uh the importance of relationships in the ones we love because now I know Takara can really speak to this because she is further away from some of her family or well, most of her family she's she's further away from them and so I know this pandemic really put a halt on everyone's travel and you know that connectivity I went and my family's like two hours from me and I went almost a whole year and some change without seeing them and that was that was a lot. And I was like, I can get in my car and go see my mama when I want to. And I couldn't because I didn't want to endanger her or anyone else because I am around a different group of people. They're around a different group of people. We didn't know how this thing was going to go. 
but it's important. So T, can you talk a little bit about how that has um, affected you? Sure, yeah. Um, I think it was hard and has been hard um, because I um, always love to go home and see my family. Um, it might not be as often as some people get to go, but when it's that time for me to go, I want to be able to be there. And I feel like I could not live with myself if I went home and something happened to someone. So I had to learn to, um, you know, be here without, um, you know, having any physical contact with anybody. And that's kind of rough when you don't see someone for over a year, um, you know, that you love and that you talk to regularly. Now, I'm the person I call home every day. I call home every day. And if someone doesn't answer and I continue to call, then we get ready to call somebody else because I need to know where people are at all times. But um, I think, you know, just being able to maintain that contact and stay in contact and just being able to talk, I think was important to me. Um, but, you know, I don't, I'm not a person that hangs out a whole lot. And if you go back and you listen to the previous episode, you understand why. I'm not a big person that hangs out. But even like the regular friends that I do have that I see every now and then, like it was hard not seeing them for, you know, a year or more. And some of them I still, I talk to and I still per se haven't seen um, in a long time. And so, you know, you don't realize sometimes how much you miss people or you, um, you know, miss seeing people until you can't. Oh, that is, that is so true. Cause I, I think the first time we saw each other after a while, I almost had tears in my eyes because I was like, this is tea. I think that's part of the reason why I won't ever change my address on certain things. So that I can always have a reason to come to your house. Um, <laughs> What you gonna do if we move? That's <laughs> going to your new address. Let me tell you, I'll change it then. It's going to tell the husband. <laughs> my, my, I'm still gonna have something coming to you. I have to have a reason. Like, I have three permanent addresses because those are three households where I feel the most safe. It's my mom and my dad, of course. You know, my mom, my dad, my pastor, and my first lady. I love being at their house with them and being with my granny, uh, Mother Hamilton. She's so awesome. And then, of course, Sakara's house because that was a safe place for me um, for a moment in time when I needed it the most. It was a very safe place. Um, so, yeah, there, I'm going to always have something come to your house <laughs> so that I can always have contact. I'm Listen, listen, we're going to yeah. always have contact. <laughs> yes, but you don't have to have anything coming here to actually come here. I know, I mean, it just makes it that much better. I don't know. I don't know. It's, just, it's always fun when I hear that, you know, your husband's like, uh, Nina's got some mail here. And she's like, okay, just put it in the drawer. <laughs> yes, guys. She has her own um, folder in our filing cabinet. Yes, yes. And it will always be there. <laughs> oh, hilarious. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, you are absolutely right. When you don't 
aren't able to have that physical contact, you don't know how much you miss it until, like when I couldn't see my mom, oh my gosh. And of course my dad and my siblings, and I, I will say my sisters and I, um, while we were always close, I think the pandemic brought us closer because we have this group chat that, ooh, yes, like I said before, is gonna stay with the sisters because you know, that's a lot of stuff goes down in the group chat. <laughs> Not going down in the group chat. <laughs> yes, honey. A lot of stuff goes down in the group chat. And there are times my sisters and I can get on that um thing and just just talk and talk and talk and just have so much fun. And and my and you're you're right. When you say you call home every day, when I call and my mother and my father have these disease against phones or something. I don't know. Maybe they allergic to phones, but sometimes them two would not have their phone available or around. I will call everybody. Where is my mama? Where is my daddy? Oh, where is my mama? Where is my daddy? And my sisters know. And my brother too. They know. Uh, we know you call. Yes. Where is mama? Because if I don't call everybody, then I'm going to put an APB out on Facebook. Mom, dad, where are you? You're not picking the phone. <laughs> so, yeah. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> Listen, you know me. Uh-uh, mom, dad, and to be the phone. I'm, I'm calling. Yes. So yeah, being like I'm I'm with you on that one. That physical touch is actually and just that just physical contact. Like, you don't have to I don't have to touch my parents, but just being in the same room with them just makes me happy, warm and fuzzy all inside. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. So we're taking it back to our main points. So the first one again. Uh, we talked about the deception. And so that led T and I to think about, you know, red flags in friendships versus romantic relationships. And there was this Twitter thing going around where it was like, name some red flags and people would, you know, they took it and they put it in all types of situations, but a lot of it was romantic. It was about romantic things. And it got me thinking, I was like, hmm, well, are there some red flags in friendships that we need to, to be on the lookout for and not overlook? Does that make sense? Like BFFs, what do y'all think? What do you think, T? Oh yeah, um, I definitely think that um, in my, I guess in my time of, you know, making friends and, and things like that, I think I do pay way more attention to the romantic relationships and probably not as much as I should to the friendships because sometimes friendships have red flags as well. And I think it's just as important to watch out for the red flags and friendships as you do in romantic relationships. But to me, it just doesn't happen. And I don't know if it's because, I mean, you can get hurt with your friends, but I feel like in romantic relationships, you can really, really get your heart broken. And so maybe that's why you really pay more attention to your romantic relationships rather than your regular friendships I'm not sure I mean you can get your heart broken in a friendship too but I think it's a different type of pain to me oh. I don't know what do you think oh. You know? oh oh yeah 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 yeah. it's definitely a different type of pain um I think society has made us kind of um you know 
Well, let's think of it this way. Most of the time in America, <laughs> monogamy, you know, you know, one man, one woman, or whatever the two are going to be these days, you know, however that works for you guys. Um, but the fact that there's like this certificate of marriage and you sign this paperwork and you, you're you with this person, you have a whole ceremony, but then friends can come and go. Friends are, you know, you can, I'm not the same, I'm not friends with the same people I was, you know, back in college and even in high school, those things have changed, but we don't expect the romantic relationships to change as often as our friends do. But I think that that leaves us open to more heartbreak sometimes when it comes to the friendships changing. Do you just outgrow someone or did something happen to cause that friendship to change? How many people do I have to go through before I can just have some ride or die friends that are with me as long as a, a relationship? I mean, I, for one, feel like we've been friends longer or as long as they've been doing construction on 40 and 85. So, you know, if I can get a relationship to stay that long, I'd be doing something. Oh, girl, that's a long time. I know. But I can't get a relationship that long. But we, BFFs, I'm working on it. Well, y'all help me out. We, you can help me out later. But uh, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I guess, like my, my concern is like, you know, when you're going in and out of these friendships, are we learning from the past friendship, or do we just kind of, you know, yeah, they just weren't for me, whatever, moving on, and you keep dealing with some of the same type of people, but yet that's not something we'd be willing to do, or we should be doing in a romantic relationship in a romantic relationship you know you're supposed to learn from the previous one so you don't repeat the same mistakes well can i say we should probably do that with our friendships too you know that makes a lot of sense and i will say now that you do say that i'm thinking about like friends that i'm not well people that i'm not so much friends with anymore and i don't know that i really can say that I really thought about or feel like I learned anything from us not being friends anymore and I will say this most of the time if we are not friends anymore it's because somebody has really hurt my feelings and hurt my feelings very badly and I can't trust that they're gonna be good for me down the line so I just choose to cut that connection off and I'm the person like I always like to say I'm like Chucky like I'm your friend to the end like you just can't get rid of me I am I am your Chucky down friend but <laughs> if, so great. if you if you hurt me in a way where I feel like I can't trust you or you've really done something to me it's got to likely be something pretty big I assume just cut off all ties for me yeah I get that I totally get that so we said earlier we inserted another light we were using the full traffic light here um, red yellow and green so uh, red flags and relationships should well, one, we got to make sure that how are we viewing these red flags? Because what's what's a red flag for me in a friendship? Someone who is always needy, like you're always needing something, whether it's my time, my attention, my 
money, my whatever. You're always needing something, but never willing to give. I don't mind giving to someone who has, doesn't have a problem giving to me as well. And that doesn't have to be financial. Now, I'm, listen, we're going to save the financial for because that's a whole nother like, level right there. But just think about it emotionally, the emotional drain that some people can have on or pull that they have on you sometimes like if you're all if I always feel like I'm exhausted after like talking to you or oh my god it's always what was me it's the negativity like that that's what it is it's the negativity it can be yes that negativity like just can we smile can we laugh can we just stop and just (laughs) can we laugh about it a little bit can we do something because I have this thing where I tend to laugh in serious situations and it is not because I think it's funny. It's just a nervous like habit. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. So it could be something dead serious. Like somebody could have just passed away and I may just chuckle a little bit to myself because it's my way of coping. Let me be. But someone who understands that and someone who doesn't mind. Like, but if I always feel like I have to be negative or I always get this negative energy from you that's a red flag for me because I'm not a negative person I like to be happy I like to have joy and I like to laugh I like to be carefree you know so I want to be free <laughs> like oh I'm, yeah yes yeah. I, I can't do the negativity that's my red flag in friendships and romantic relationships but most more so in friendships okay well that's good I for me um one of the traits I think for me um that I feel like in a friendship is probably something a red flag that would be for me is if I feel like I I don't like liars and I don't want to be around anybody that I cannot trust and I think for me, even though there are two things, I think those things go hand in hand. I think that if I can't trust you, it's probably because for some reason you've been lying to me. And if you've been lying to me, then I can't trust you. And so we cannot be friends. Say that again. So, you know, I think that that's something else that is definitely a red flag for me and that's definitely a red flag for me um in romantic relationships if if i get a little bit of wind that that's what's going on we're done it's a it's straight straight red flag straight red light <laughs> like it's funny because i feel like oh this is what I feel like. I feel like in friendships, the difference between uh, romantic and um, in friendship relationships, with red flag, if we get to a yellow light, we, we may have, we may give time with this before deciding whether we're going to just be like straight red light done, or uh, maybe we can go green a little bit more and we'll see if it happens again. But then sometimes in romantic relationships, we don't, we're like one and done. Now in my later years of romantic relationships, because earlier it was like, oh, let me give him another chance. I'm gonna give, and then I got to a point and I was like, babe, listen, I don't play baseball. One, two, done. Like you don't get three strikes with me. Tell me about it. We've definitely grown up and definitely have grown in that area. I, <laughs> I know I've had those situations as well. 
Oh my gosh. The whole, like, in a, in a, I think I got this one guy and it was just like, okay, he said, like you said, he said something that made me feel uneasy, like as if he was just trying to be, or I don't know, it felt untrustworthy, let me do it that way. And I didn't, I, I just was like, I, I, I don't feel good about this. Like, I'm not, you know how you just can't put your finger on it, and but it just didn't sit right with BFFs, y'all. It didn't sit right with me. I didn't even go to the yellow light. I was like, mm, no, let's go and block you, lose my number. Like, I'm done. Like, uh-uh. it just felt, that's how bad it made me feel. And I think in a friendship, I don't allow myself to feel that way because the hint of it, we probably won't even make it to a friendship. You know what I'm saying? Like, we probably won't even make it to a friendship. Whereas with a relationship, it's like, well, a romantic one, I was like, I'm trying to give someone a chance or whatever. And now I think it's flip-flop a little bit <laughs> where in my romantic relationship, it's like, listen, you got like one shot. <laughs> and then I, you could be great. You could be awesome. You could be the best man ever. But it's just that one little thing at the very beginning. I just like, mm-mm, I ain't got time for it. I don't have time for it. We're going straight to red. Yeah, well, you know, that does happen. But, you know, I think that as humans, we need to start listening to our intuitions a lot better. We are the only animal, they say, that have these intuitions and don't listen to them. And I think that it is important if you're feeling some kind of way, if you're feeling uncomfortable or you're feeling like, you know, there's something that's just not sitting right. You can't put your finger on it. It's probably telling you to just let it go. And it probably isn't going to be any good for you in the long run. Like the best thing I think we can do is listen to what our gut is telling us. And with that, BFF Takara took us right on into knowing when to let go. That That is perfect, T. Like, that is perfect. I couldn't have said it better myself. I wish I could have said it better, but I can't. You're absolutely right. We go from the deception, and I think we have these records playing in our head based on our experiences, and we don't trust those experiences and what they've taught us, right? And then we get to these red flags, and we look at them within friendships and romantic relationships, and they can be similar, but there are some real differences between the two. I don't expect cheating in a friendship. There's, I, I don't know, I don't know what that would look like, but in you know, infidelity in a romantic relationship, of course, but in a friendship, you know, there's some differences of the red flags. But then knowing when to let go, and I think you hit the nail on the head, intuition. Intuition. You know why? Because the intuition is what's going to help, you know, protect your health and wellness. When I think it's a survival tactic, right? Is that what it is? I'm hoping I'm right. Is that? You yeah, think it's a, I think so. I think it's more of like a survival. Like you can feel like when other animals are being preyed upon like they have some type of intuition or they have some kind of feeling that they probably need to get away and they normally go with it but we're the only animal that will bypass that and still keep trying to try with things that the Mm. inside of us is telling us won't work oh my goodness t oh my goodness so the intuition 
is there to help protect us and what we need to protect. We have to protect our health, our wellness, and that wellness includes finances, emotional states, our mental state, and then health, of course, our physical health. And, and we need to know when to let things go. If you have a friendship or a romantic relationship that is draining you of resources and those resources are affecting your health and your wellness, it's time to let it go. It's time to go from the yellow to the red, baby. We're going from a yellow light to the because that's the order. Green, yellow, red. That's what it does. It goes from the bottom to the top, right? I think Green. sometimes you just need to run past yellow. You just need to get the red. Hello? Come on, come on, somebody. BFS, listen. Run. Run for your health. Mm-hmm. Physically, emotionally, and mentally. Run for your health. You gotta know when to let go. And you know what? I didn't know when to let some relationships go and they drained me i think we all go through that i think um i think we all go through that especially when we're young and we think things are gonna be a certain way or that we can make it better or that we can change how that person is but in the end that person is gonna be who they're gonna be and there is nothing that I can do that can change that person if that person does not want to change themselves. And so if they're not willing to change themselves and I'm not willing to put up with what it is that they're dishing out, then I need to make my way out of that area. If you, you costed me my peace. And if you costed me my peace, then we have a problem. Ma'am, peace is everything to me right now. Peace actually means more to me than money right now. Like it used to be, I gotta be on my ground, I gotta do this, but I wasn't at peace. And so no amount of money I made was gonna help me get through and feel like I wanted to feel. But peace, when I have peace in my soul, in my mind and in my spirit and in my body, I can do anything. I can accomplish anything and I can really go to sleep. But let me tell you something. That's the one thing about me. Tia tell you the one thing about this BFF Nina right here, she's gonna go to sleep. Two things actually. I'm gonna eat and I'm gonna go to sleep. And having peace allows those two things to happen. Yes, I totally agree. I think well we're alike with the sleeping and eating part. I that that was one way that we did bond, guys. Like we both love doing both of those things. Like we'll watch a movie and just take naps and and alternate so we know what's going on but yes um you know what you said is so true and having peace is so important and if you can't be at a state where you're peaceful i know that you have to be stressed out and i don't know if you know this bff nina but did you know that there is they did a study that shows that there is a particular amount of money that you can make and once you go over that threshold it does not bring you happiness anymore really yes that's interesting but you know i I always thought that you know money is i think it's what it says money answereth all things but it doesn't bring anything 
to you, you it's what you make of it right it's what you make of it but wow a certain amount of money well, I wonder how much it is I can make right there well I know <laughs> I know but I I don't want to get into that on this episode but I think we can talk about it when we get ready to do that episode so oh, of, course, I, we are, of course CFS we are gonna do an episode talking about finances and friendships oh but, yes 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 you know, that's important yes but um yes so we can get into that during that episode well listen knowing when to let go making sure that you are protecting your health and your wellness um and i learned that from a trainer years ago that people want to be healthy but they never really want they never think about being well and I never understood why they always said health and wellness until she explained it. She was like, you know, being well is a state of being okay or being awesome in all areas of your life. So you can be physically healthy, but if you're financially in, in ruins, if you're emotionally all over the place and you're mentally not stable, then you will not be well. And no amount of health is going to help you. So it's a, it's a well-rounded kind of thing. And speaking of finances, we're gonna move on and I hope everyone's good but oh that's what it was intuition before I move forward it was the intuition that BFF Takara told us that's what's gonna help us to know when to let go use that intuition so we can protect our health and our wellness but finances so the wonderful thing about having our BFFs here today um, is that BFF Takara is a fine I call her a financial guru she's not gonna like me saying that but <laughs> I think she's a girl because she has taken the time to learn and still learns and she's willing to share her information. So I introduce to you not only your BFF Takara, but your design financial coach Takara. So T, tell us what your mission is with design financial coaching. Yes, I like to thank you for that, by the way. I do not I do not feel like I'm a guru, but thank you for that. Uh, well, first of all, I like to say that I am a financial educator and your friend all at the same time because, you know, who can you better learn from than a friend? That's who you want to go talk to. That's who you want to have the conversation with. And I want to be that person. So basically, my mission and my goal is to be able to teach people about finances and have them understand the foundations of them and how things work so that they are able to have the finances that they need and have them to work for them so that they aren't always trying to chase after the money and how to get out of debt and, you know understand how to budget and save and get their mindset together because that's one of the most important things is having the right type of mindset and if you can't change your mindset that means you can't change your behavior which means you can't change your finances oh that is good right there that's a tagline write that down that's hers don't y'all steal it (laughs) (laughs) okay and so that's pretty much her mission and and then her goal she just told you the goal changing your mindset right so that you can change your habits so you can change your your finances i like that change their mindset habits and then you can change your finances actually that that can go in any part of life 
you change your mindset, surrounding that mindset on what you want to do, then you'll be able to reach that goal. You'll be able to change whatever it is you want to change. Um, tell us how it started and uh, just a little bit of why. Okay. Um, well, I think for me, I've always been in a household where finances were discussed and talked about as a young child. So I'm not the person that comes from the rags to riches. I don't have that type of story. Um, but I will say when I was teaching, I had a class full of students who started talking to me about student loans And I think that was when I first realized that they weren't getting the type of education about finances that they actually needed. We would get to a particular chapter, which taught about or talked about what a credit card was. And so, well, they would learn what the word credit card was in Spanish. I was a Spanish teacher. But um, I would always try to follow that up with giving them good advice on how they should be using credit cards if they were going to use it and and what comes with that what responsibility comes with that so that means if you're using that credit card okay you're gonna have to pay this money back so I was asked about student loans and they didn't think that they had to pay student loans back And I had to explain to them scholarships and grants you don't have to pay back, but student loans you do. And I think that was something for them that they didn't realize, they didn't know, and it wasn't their fault. And I think a lot of times it's not anybody's fault um, because I think most times a lot of people don't have the tools and the resources to be able to teach their children these things. And so if you don't have them, then how can I expect you to teach your child those things when you don't have them either? And that is so true. And so the beautiful thing is I do kind of remember some students who were in your uh, Spanish class and then they'd come back and then they'd be in my class in like a pre-cal or an algebra two and we talk about, um, or math three now, but um, we talk about uh, credit in the system and we talk about compound interest. And then I would talk to, the, talk to them about, you know, APR versus APY, you know, the yielding money versus great which is what you're gonna pay so yeah. we talked about that and and I, I do remember that and I don't I don't ask me to say the words in Spanish but I do remember saying oh that's so good that you guys are learning that in Spanish so now you know how to understand credit in two languages <laughs> oh wow okay I didn't realize that they had even um said anything to you about Oh, yes, learning. yes, yes, they do. Okay. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. and so that's that's great. And so that's the thing you have your BFFs here who want to not only just talk about friendships and relationships and things of that nature, but also pour into you resources and things that you need to help take your life to the next level and your friendships and relationships to the next level. All right, guys, I'm so glad to have you. And we're so excited that in the next two weeks, our next podcast will be surrounding actual friends of friends. So what that means, we're going to do this with some BFFs to join us. So uh, join us in two weeks for our next podcast. Um, We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. I know I learned some things and some new things came about this episode. Um, Your BFFs, Takara and Nina, we thank you for joining us. And we can't wait to talk to you next time on That's What Friends Do.
the podcast. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks.